Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's officially overtime. Overtime with Lee Patterson, the only live local radio sports talk show in the Gila Valley. And now, here's your host for Overtime, Lee Patterson. Ah, if I hit all the right buttons, I'm there. Hello there. It is Lee Patterson. Thanks for joining us on the 13th of September. I hope you are doing well. Midweek here in September. Why is it still 98 degrees outside? It's just, it's too hot for this time of year. It's, I'm ready for it to start. I don't want to be cold yet. I want it to be cool enough to wear, you know, like long sleeves to a football game on a Friday night or a Saturday night. I think it's coming. Supposed to get some rain Sunday. Tropical storm coming up the West Coast, so... Yeah. Hopefully, I hope you're having a good day um, here on Overtime. We are going to talk to Thatcher head coach Sean Hinton later in the hour, in the half hour. We'll talk to him about his season so far and his matchup against Marinci this week. Both those teams are undefeated. It's, it's a pretty intriguing matchup. We'll dig into that a little bit later. Uh, but first, let's get this going. Scores from last week in 1A. Eight-man football scores. Hayden beat Baba Kivri 42 to nothing. Baghdad over San Pasquale 71 to 26. Trivium Prep beat Duncan 53 to nothing. Superior beat Fort Thomas 60 to nothing. Joseph City beat NFL Yet. NFL Yet dropped two in a row. 38-32. Uh, Mayer over Fredonia 66-6. Mugion beat El Capitan 70-14. Ray over St. David 52-20. And Valley Lutheran beat Anthem Prep 60-6. And every year, every week when I read that, I don't know what's going to happen to eight-man football in Arizona. I mean, that's only 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 teams in the 1A. That's I felt like that's the broken record. I've said that a couple of times. But there's only 18 1A teams playing football anymore. That's... I don't know. That's uh, probably something the AIA is going to have to talk about sooner or later. Um, in New Mexico, they've introduced six-man football because of low enrollment in some of these small schools. So that I'm, I'm guessing that would be the next logical step, just on a big picture looking at it live on the radio needing to say something. <laughs> I think that would be the next logical step is six-man football. Maybe you get a little bit more um, participation, but... I'm not sure. Two-way scores from last week. Rock Point over Valley Sanders, 24-8. St. John's beat Altusay, 49-26. Benson over Arizona Lutheran, 44-38. And we mentioned this several weeks ago. You want to play Benson early because Benson will be good late. Thatcher beat Benson 42 to nothing. Then Benson goes to Marinci and loses 32-26 and then goes on the road to beat Arizona Lutheran, 44-38. They're going to figure it out. Phoenix Christian beat Bisbee, 62 to nothing. I was just talking to Jace Hancock, the head coach over at Pima, literally 30 seconds before we went on the air, I was talking to him. And I asked him, I said, is, is Phoenix Christian over Bisbee 62 to nothing a surprise to you? He said, no. He said, we, he said, when they, Pima beat Bisbee 50 to 34. And he said, but their young guys played a lot of the game. And he's, Jace Hancock said he's not going to shut anybody out if he can help it. He's going to get some younger guys some playing t- time. He's not going to do what the Castile Colts have done all year and run up the score on everybody and shut everybody out. 
they are getting some bad press about that statewide now that that their head coach is leaving their starters in the whole game up you know 72 to nothing so i don't know what's going to happen there but that's the castile colts and not us so we'll let them worry about themselves but phoenix christian is good according to uh jace hancock he said that they've got brian cole as the head coach the former joy christian head football coach who won some state championships with them so they uh they will be good he said but that doesn't surprise him that much, 62 to nothing over Bisbee. Tonopah Valley beat Borgade 36-28. Camp Verde beat Arizona College Prep 22 to nothing. Chandler Prep over North Point Prep 13 to 12. Joy Christian beat Cortez 24-14. Ganado over Mini Farm 61 to nothing. Gilbert Christian still putting up points 46 to 7. Monument Valley, oh, excuse me, over Antelope. Monument Valley beat Hopi 68 to 6. Lee Williams beat Kingman 21 to 20. San Manuel over Miami 26 to 12. Paradise Honors over Odyssey Institute, 20-6. to It was Pima over Tombstone, 60-7 to in that one. That game was 40 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, and then it ended up being a JV game for Pima the rest of the way. And, uh, and I was talking to head coach Jace Hancock, as I mentioned. He said, if we can put it all together, we're going to be okay this year. He said, we still haven't played great. Uh, the game that they the, – he's still kicking himself about the Gilbert Christian game. Went down early, dug back in, it took the lead, and then let it go. He said, that one that one may bite us. I hope it doesn't in the rankings later on, he said. But hopefully it doesn't because those other games, they've blown everybody out. And they've got homecoming this week against Borgate Catholic. Homecoming in week four, that just seems really early to me. Um, Holbrook uh, beat Sedona 67-59. to That's an 11-man football game. That's an eight-man score. That doesn't shock me so much. But Holbrook over Sedona Red Rock 67-59. to the quarterback for for Holbrook that game had over 600 yards of offense uh, himself. A Thatcher beat Snowflake 27 to six. Scottsdale Christian over Veritas Prep 41 to seven. And Marinci put up 47 on Wilcox in a 47-13 win. In the 3A ranks, Empire beat Amphi 54 to nothing. Ben Franklin beat ASU Prep 63 to nothing. Chandler Prep over North Point 13 to 12. Winslow beat Chinley 48 to eight. Wickenburg beat Coolidge 20 to seven. Florence over Valley Christian 34-13. Globe beat Tanka Verde 41-21. American Leadership over Fountain Hills 45 to nothing. Page over Kingman 44 to 18. Northwest Christian beat Blue Ridge 35 to nothing. Catalina beat Palo Verde 19 to nothing. Sarita beat Rio Rico 50 to 13. Push Ridge beat Safford 51 to 6. We had that game on the air on Saturday night. Tuba City beat Chino Valley 12 to 7. And Walden Grove beat Santa Rita 53 to nothing. I think the the another kind of upset Seton Catholic beat Yuma Catholic 31 to 30 I think that is an upset a little bit on that a little bit on both of the games low other local games we talked about the Pima game Thatcher beat Snowflake 27 to 6 and coach Sean Hinton who will join us a little bit later um on the phone to talk about his team he he said that that one offensively Thatcher struggled a little bit in that one to get things going but felt like twenty-seven to six. It wasn't as close. It didn't. He said it. I, he didn't feel that it was that close of a game. Um, they scored once. Uh, there was a couple of times Thatcher had some drives going and stalled out. But and and the Thatcher tried a few new things and twenty-seven to six. But over a three, that's two straight wins over three A teams for Thatcher, which is um, any time is good. I mean, ultimately you're looking for the W. So if as long as it you keep getting those. You can't be too upset, but that game. And then the Thatcher-Push Ridge game, Push Ridge might be the best team I've seen this year. 
they are definitely offensively the most the, the offensively the best team I've seen this year. They rushed for 475 yards against Safford, a 611 total yards, and a 51 to six win. They were just efficient. It, it's hard to explain. I didn't walk away from going from that game at all, going, "Wow, man, they've got the best players I've ever seen," at all. I don't even remember their best their top players' names, and it was only Friday night. It was a team effort, and they were really good at what they did. They didn't do much. They only had about six plays that they ran. It reminded me of Blue Ridge in the 90s with Paul Morrow as the head coach. Six-foot, 175-pound guys all across the board and just went out and did what they did. Um, and it was it was impressive to see. They're undefeated. They've already beat the defending 3A state championship American leadership. So they were good. I could see why two of the polls that I look at have them as number one team in the state. They were they were the best offense. Well, and then they held the other team. The thing they did is tackle well. Not many times have I seen Safford quarterback Manny Aparicio get turned sideways by one guy, and that happened a couple of times. Manny Aparicio wasn't a hundred percent healthy. He had a, a foot injury, but he he did not. Um, he got he got turned sideways a couple of times. So they obviously tackle well, form tackling, and. I don't know that Push Ridge is 51-6 to six better than Safford every time they play, but they're a couple of touchdowns better than Safford every time they play. They're, it's, uh, it's, they're, they're pretty good. Safford's got to regroup because they've got a tough one on the road at Snowflake this week. So they've got to – I think Safford's got the talent. They just have to get it all going in the right direction um, in order to do that. Let's take a look at schedules from this week. Um, we're going to kind of cram this all into one section right now because we'll have Sean Hinton on the show later talking about his team. So for this week in 3A football, Kingman is at ASU Prep. Santa Rita is at Catalina. Many Farms is at Chen Lee. Catalina is at Empire. No, Catalina Foothills is at Empire. Blue Ridge is at Florence. Wickenburg is at Fountain, Fountain Hills. Castile goes to California to take on Monta Vista. Red Mesa is at Monument Valley. Chino Valley at North Point Prep. American leadership at Northwest Christian. That's going to be a good 3A game. Uh, Chino, uh, we already mentioned that one. Sarita is at Push Ridge. Payson at Round Valley. Globe at San Manuel. Coolidge is at Sholo. Safford is at Snowflake. Sabino at Tanka Verde. Winslow at Tuba City. Ganado at Valley Sanders. Ben Franklin at Valley Christian. And River Valley is at Yuma Catholic. And Safford, Safford on the road at Snowflake, just because this is how it is, Safford's going to have to be two touchdowns better than Snowflake to win up there. Um, just call it what it is. You're going on the road to the White Mountains. You're not going to win by one score. You're just you're just not. You're going to have to be a couple of touchdowns better than the team up there to win. And Safford can't. Snowflake is down this year. There's no doubt about it. They're not. They're not as good as they have been in the past. But a down White Mountain team is still pretty good. So they have. They're going to have to go up there and play. They're, if they play like they did against Push Ridge, they're going to get beat. But if they play like they did against Thatcher with that energy. They have a really good shot to win. On the 2A, Benson going to go and uh, play in the green chili fields in Hatch. They're going to take on Hatch, Hatch Valley out in New Mexico. That's where Benson's headed this week. Hope he's at Alchesay. Santan Foothills at Antelope. Glendale Prep at Chandler Prep. Phoenix Christian at Gilbert Christian. That could be a good game. That could, that's, uh, that could be a really good game. Arete Prep is at Holbrook. Tombstone is at Miami. Thatcher's at Marimsey. That's our game of the week. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Sedona Red Rock is at Parker. Borgate is at Pima. It is homecoming out at Pima this week. Uh, the only game, only home game 
in town. So if you're in town, uh, take a radio, plug in your ears, uh, listen to the thatcher Morency game, and watch uh, Pima Homecoming. That sounds like a good one. St. John's is at San Carlos. Globe is at San Manuel. Tempe Prep is at Scottsdale Christian. Santa Cruz is at Tonopah Valley. Bisbee's at Veritas Prep. And Arizona Lutheran is at Wilcox. In eight-man football, Joe City is at Gray Hills. Valley Lutheran is at Hayden. Williams is at Mugione. Fort Thomas is at NFL Yet. Mayor at Salome. Trivium Prep at San Pasquale. Uh, Bob Akivri at St. David and Ray at Valley Union is that one. So that is last week's scores and this week's schedule. And I don't know if I'm going to have time afterwards, so I'm going to take a minute and uh, and talk a little bit about a guy who uh, passed away last weekend. His name was Scott Hawkins. And if you've ever been to Fort Thomas High School, you know who Scott Hawkins is. I found out some inf- is interesting information about uh, Coach Hawkins. I, I met him after his coaching career was over, but he's been at, he was at Fort Thomas for many, many, many years, and the Hawkins family has been as well. And I, I was texting with Lee Hawes, the athletic director out at uh, Fort Thomas earlier, to get some information about him, to dig, to dig deeper into the life of. And he said that they dedicated their baseball and softball fields last spring to Scott. It is now called the Scott Hawkins Sports Complex out at Fort, Ho- Fort Thomas. Um, he coached baseball forever over there. He coached basketball, softball, football, and a lot of junior high sports, including volleyball, basketball, and baseball out at Fort Thomas. And then, so I asked Sean Hinton about him earlier, and uh, he coached at Fort Thomas and uh, and knew Scott Hawkins uh, really well. And he said that uh, he started the baseball program there in the 76-77 school year. Uh, that's how long he's he was out at um, Fort Thomas High School, and he was the baseball coach then. And that uh, he, uh, some somebody that uh, Coach Hinton looked up to for advice, and just uh, he he thought the world of him. So. I liked him as well. He was ornery, but uh, I really liked him, so I thought it was time, a good place to, um, good time to, to take some time out and and uh, talk a little bit about him. We're going to have to take our first time out when we come back. We'll hear from head coach Sean Hinton and his game about his game this week at Marinci. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back into Overtime. I'm Lee Patterson. I'm joined now on the Valley Telecom Hotline by Thatcher Head Coach Sean Hinton. Coach, been a good start to the season. You're coming in as the defending 2A state champions. How would you assess so far this year? Um, you know, we're 4-0, so we always are happy to be 4-0, you know, no matter what else happens. But, uh, you know, we're still uh, we're still trying to put a complete game together. We've shown really good things at times, and then at other times shown a really bad things. So, you know, we're just trying to minimize mistakes and put four quarters together last week you got a big win over snowflake 27 to 6 uh after watching film this week and getting ready for marinci this week some good and bad things you saw last week against snowflake um yeah you know a lot of the same at times we look great and at times we look bad you know uh, we just got to find a way to be more consistent with the uh, with the great stuff but you know uh we did good things you know lots of good things but we just gotta fix the bad things because they were there too 
and you get another chance this week at Morency. Always a tough game. Um, I'm not sure how you did in your career at Morency, but I've seen over the years some really good Thatcher teams struggle at Morency. Uh, what is it about playing up there? They they just they are tough to play anywhere. It's tough to play Morency. I never underestimated a Morency team. You know, uh, record out the window. Even though they're undefeated this year too, they're always going to play Thatcher tough. You know, whether it's Morency, Thatcher, or out in the parking lot. But, um, you know, as for me, I think I lost five games in high school, and one of those was in Marinci. <laughs> we won state but lost Marinci and didn't win conference. Yeah, and I've so seen – Marinci's always a tough place. And like always, you know, they're, they're going to be greatly coached, and we expect a real good game plan from them as far as to stop our veer running attack. And uh, obviously you've seen them all week on film. Um, they've – They've been kind of Jekyll and Hyde themselves. I mean, they beat Tonopah Valley to start the season. They struggled with Benson, a team that you guys beat 42 nothing. but then they put 53 up last week against Wilcox. What do you see that they do well? Um, you know, they, they do a lot of similar things that we do. Um, you know, they, uh, they don't throw the ball well, which uh, um, could be labeled to us too, even though that's probably just my fault. Um, you know, they're, they're a running team. They do eye backs, but that's about the main difference. You know, they... Uh, they do powers and things. They're, they're a good football team. They run the ball well. Yeah, and I was looking at their stats, and it looks like they got a guy that's got eight or nine rushing touchdowns already. So it looks yeah, like they, they, one of their running backs is the real deal. He's a, he's a great athlete, and he'll, uh, he'll be tough for us to stop. Yeah, but one thing that Thatcher does, and it's gone back even when I played against Thatcher in the mid to late 90s, Thatcher always tackles well. And, and I think that is an underestimated skill anymore, and it really frustrates some offenses when you actually tackle them. Well, we're still uh, we're still complaining about the Safford game when we were bouncing off of Aparicio all game long and couldn't tackle him. <laughs> but uh, usually, you know, we we – we do lots of stuff and work on all these plays and things, but we always try to remind the kids that the one who wins the games is going to be the team that blocks and tackles the best. You know, and that's the case at any level. I don't care if you're junior high, college, pros, high school, you know, the team that does the best job of blocking and tackling is the team that's going to win the game. And yeah, if you look at it you're at its at its most bare form, you're right. I mean, whoever blocks the best and tackles the best is probably going to come out on top. Um have you? Do you have a chance, or do you look around the state this early to see what other teams are doing? Um, you know, I, I don't look. I might try to uh, gather some film and uh, and get some things for uh, later on. But no, I, I don't look. You know, I I take it one week at a time. But I do look to see what games are going on and see if I can uh, get a buddy around to film or something. <laughs> Well, and, and it looks buddy, your like your brother up in the uh, East Valley. <laughs> yeah, a buddy, a brother, you know, a cousin, whoever. Yeah. Uh, whoever's go film Phoenix Christian for me. <laughs> well, and that well, that I'm glad you brought those guys up. The, the Phoenix media is really high on those guys, and, and I've yeah, only as they were last year as they were last year, and you guys beat them, you know, fifty-two to six or something like that in the playoffs. But um, I did see so Pima beat Bisbee well, fifty to thirty-four. Every private school, it's you're gonna you who knows what you get from year to year. So now that these private schools left in 2AC, Yuma Catholic and things out of the way, I I expect all of those private schools to get, have gotten a lot better since last year. Yeah, you know, no. their, their recruiting went into high gear when two public schools got into the state championship. I'm sure. So yeah, and they're we'll, we'll and there's a whole new Phoenix Christian team. And, they, and you know they've got uh, one of the best coaches around back. You know, uh, like we knew was going to happen from Joy Christian. So now he's the head coach and. He's, you know, last time he was head coach, he won 2A. Yeah, the, when he was at Joy Christian, right? Yeah, but Thatcher wasn't in 2A that year. 
Yeah, that was. Uh, so it was. Uh, yeah, that's back when they had you guys all spread out all over the place and playing yeah. all those Tucson teams. Um, some keys to the game for this week. Getting back to the Marinci game, both teams are undefeated, um, and, it, and it could. It, this game will go a long way of determining who's going to win the league, obviously, and some seeding later on down the line. Some things that you guys are going to have to do well to win Friday night. Um, block and tackle. <laughs> no, but really, you know, they, they've always got a, you know, uh, their their coach, Joe Garcia, is going to have a great game plan to stop the veer, but we always just got to make sure that we're, we're doing the little things you know, don't don't try to uh, don't try to walk before you crawl type thing, and just you know get down to basics. We got to block, do the basics that uh, we need to do to execute, because they're going to have a good game plan to stop it. Yeah, and the chess game of football. People that don't follow football on a regular basis, or haven't played, or haven't coached, I don't know that they understand the chess game that goes on during the game, the chess match. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you know, it's definitely. Uh, well, it's, it's all week long. You know, we try to game plan and think about what that coach is thinking when he sees us from last week and what we can do to put a wrinkle in. And then once the game plan and you see all those adjustments they made during the week, then it's, you know, adjusting on the fly. And luckily I got a great staff that, uh, that helps make those adjustments. Yeah, and that's and that's a big deal. I mean, the head coach gets the glory and or has to talk to people after they lose, but it's the people all week that get the position guys ready to play on Friday nights yeah. that that are that are a, a huge help. And I yeah, and I by no means micromanage or uh, or or do that stuff. I the my position guys are some of my coaches and you know my junior high coach and my uh, high school coach. You know they're all on the staff and we're in line with what each other does and. You know, they they tell me who's starting at what position, not me tell them. Hey, that's was a winning combination last year, Coach. Can't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens again. I didn't expect you to. Well, Coach Hinton, I appreciate you uh, taking some time, man. I know you're busy and teaching during the day, so appreciate you say, taking some time out, and we'll talk to you on Friday. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to Overtime. I am Lee Patterson. Thanks to Sean Hinton for joining us, uh, talking about his team. And isn't it interesting, you see the defending 2A state champions who are 4-0 and this year, and the coach says, man, we're waiting to play good. That, you know, th- that means you have high expectations, which is, you have to after a, a state championship year. I think you just have to. And uh, so uh, let's look. We got a little bit of time left, so we'll took it, look at the standings. The rankings won't come out until after next week. Uh, the 26th, I think, is when the first PowerPoint rankings come out. So we will look at just the standings right now. In the 3A North, the Page Sand Devils are the top of the, the, the league there. Nobody's played a region game in that league, though, yet. And in the 3A South, Push Ridge is 3-0. and They've yet to play a league game either, but they are easily the top team in the 3A South. In the 3A East, it's Winslow. They are 3-0. and Sholos 2-1. and Snowflakes 2-2. and So is Blue Ridge. Holbrook and Payson are both 1-3. and In the 3A West, it is Northwest Christian on top, followed by Wickenburg. And in the 3A Central, which is the best league, I think, in top to bottom in the state in 3A, American leadership is 
one and zero in the region, so they're on top. They're three and one. Florence is three and zero. Safford's two and two. Globe's two and two. Coolidge is one and three, and Ben Franklin is three and one in that one. So, but but Ben Franklin's at the bottom because they're zero and one in the league. So that's that's how this is ranked is by region. So for Safford, American leadership's going to make the playoff playoffs, and so is Florence. Safford is fighting for the three spot in that region. Uh, they still have to play both those teams. Uh, and they can help themselves in between. They've got Coolidge, Ben Franklin, and and Globe as well in the league, and I think they can win those games. Um, the the ones that circle on the Safford schedule, American Leadership and Florence, they're at Florence next week. That's going to be a tough one. they got American Leadership at the very last game of the year. So um, I did hear American Leadership had some kids that will be eligible week six from tra- some transfer kids, so they may be better at the end of the year than they are now. And then in the 3A Metro, it's the Castile Colts, and then it's everybody else. Um, Castile's a 5A or 6A team still playing the, play, playing out their second year of the 3A. They don't have seniors on the team, uh, but they're pretty good. On the 2A, 2A North, uh, Red Mesa is number one in the North with a 3-0 record. Uh, officially, Pima is number one in the 2A East with a 1-0 region record. Um, Marinci and Thatcher are both undefeated. So is Round Valley. Uh, St. John's is 2-1. San Carlos is 2-1. Miami is 0-4. Uh, but because Pima beat Miami on the opening week of the season, which was a region game, uh, they're one and zero on top of that region right now. And the two A South, Santa Cruz is two and zero. Sam and Wells three and one. Then it's everybody else: uh, uh, Benson one and two, Wilcox two and two, Bisbee one and two, Tombstone zero and three. Uh, I also just heard as well Santa Cruz has some kids that'll be eligible at the break too, so they'll be better down the stretch. Uh, I say eligible at the break, eligible after week five. Uh, in the two A Central, Tonopah Valley is two and one. Camp Verde is one and two. Uh, Parker one and one. Kingman Academy. So there's Tonopah Valley probably going to be the cream of the crop in the two A Central. Two A Metro West, Scottsdale Christian is four and zero. Gilbert Christian is four and zero. Phoenix Christian is three and zero. That is a loaded league on the top end. The two A Metro West and the two A Metro East is Santan Foothills at two and one. Chandler Prep at two and one. Then it's Antelope Union, Glendale Prep, Veritas Prep, Arizona College Prep, and Scottsdale Prep, who combined have only won two games. So that's uh, they've really front-loaded uh, that 2A Metro West. In the 1A, uh, Mugione is on top of the 1A uh, North, Baghdad of the 1A West, Trivium Prep in the 1A South, and Superior on the 1A East. That's all the time we have um, for today. Cardinals fans, we're going to have to live without David Johnson this year, unfortunately. Um, and Diamondbacks fans, it's going to be okay. We're going to make the playoffs, but you wish that they would play better <laughs> right now with the Dodgers going on their streak. That's all the time we have. We'll see you on Friday. Goodbye. 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 Goodb